everyone, welcome back to I Should Totally Be Dead Right Now podcast, where we tell true stories of survivors of true crime, natural disasters, and everything goes in between. How's it going, Michelle? Uh, it's all lovey and Aww. dovey and hearts and rainbows. I wonder why. It's Valentine's Day. Aww. Or tomorrow, anyway, tomorrow, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> lovey dovey tomorrow. Yes. Uh, so right to the chase, Caitlin. Yeah. Are you guys getting your heart-shaped pizza? Or you guys oh have other gosh. plans? I think, I mean... By now, we just have to. Yeah. I mean... I'm going to agree with you. Yeah. Every if you year. don't, Valentine's Day is destroyed for everybody. I know, right? So... <laughs> All we do is get a heart-shaped pizza. Sometimes watch a movie, but the heart-shaped I, pizzas. I think that's more than Joel and I do. <laughs> it's like, yeah. oh, it's Valentine's Day. Happy, Happy Valentine's, Valentine's Day. Day. Yeah. And that's the extent of it. Exactly. It's just an excuse to get pizza. Yeah. Pretty mm. much. I could go for some pizza right I now. Know, right? It sounds good. <laughs> Ooh, yum. But uh, happy Valentine's Day, everyone. Oh, so, indeed. We made a special Valentine's Day drink. We did. We had to tweak it a little bit. Yeah. We started down one road, and we decided we didn't love it, so we sort of, and went down another road. And Correct. I think we, I think we got it. I think so. So we made strawberry bellinis. Mm. Maybe strawberry lemon bellinis yeah. would be better. Yeah. So it's really simple. You end up with a really pretty pink uh, drink. Yeah. And I think even the strawberry on top kind of looks like a heart yeah, to me. Yeah, I think so. You could probably get crazy and like do some carving or something. We didn't yeah, do that. Yeah, no. Yeah. I mean, we yeah. get pizza for Valentine's yeah, Day. Yeah, exactly. Come on. That's, <laughs> that's, that's the extent of hearts. So we have our champagne flute. Mm-hmm. We filled it probably about a third with the strawberry nectar, you know, the stuff that comes in a can, mm-hmm. kerns or whatever. And then we uh, we tried it with like a half a shot of elderflower mm-hmm. liqueur, and we ended up deciding on our second round that we didn't love it. So we just omitted that. Yeah, It adds a little bit of a floral taste, which you may enjoy. So maybe try it, but... It's like a sweet flower taste. Yeah. Which I do like the liqueur, but with this, it just tasted a little off. I don't know. Yeah. It didn't go as amazing with the strawberries as I thought. I thought it was just going to be like a home run right right away. Yeah. So the next next time we're like, forget it. We'll just skip that. And so you have your strawberry liqueur, or pardon me, strawberry nectar, and you fill your glass with champagne, and then a nice fresh squeeze of lemon. Mm. Just sort of... Brains it up. Yeah. Well well put, Caitlin. Thank you. Um, and now we're drinking the shit out of them. Yes. So. Very tasty. Yeah. No, it's a really good, cute little Valentine's cocktail. Day. Yeah. yeah. And pretty romantic, I would say. Yeah. Oh, we like Caitlin. it simple. <laughs> no. <laughs> that was a gurgle in the back of your throat. <laughs> Gollum. <laughs> Sorry. I've been reading Lord of the Rings. <laughs> That's what got me. Oh, dear. <laughs> Oh my goodness, that was the best. I'm like warm all of a sudden. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay, well. So I think they... we have some Valentine's Day stories to tell. Yes, we I'm... sure do. All right. Are you ready for it though? Yeah, I think so. Okay. It's probably for the best. <laughs> all right, my story is about Erica Diaz. Erica Diaz. Yes. Erica is 33 years old and living in North Lauderdale, Florida. Okay, that sounds nice. Sounds like a party town to me. Well, she is a writer and singer in a Roomba punk band. What the fuck is that? I don't know, but it sounds cool. It does sound cool. I wish I could say the name of their band, but their band name is Asculatura. 
Well, I feel Torah. I feel like you nailed it. Thank you. It's probably exactly correct. What Thanks. kind of band is it again? Uh, rum, uh, ro- Roomba punk band. What the? F- it's like all I know is a Roomba is your vacuum. It's a type of dance, like the Roomba. Oh, okay, that's embarrassing. <laughs> well put, Caitlin. <laughs> You dumb bitch. Why are you even talking? <laughs> All right. Back to Erica. The rumba, the rumba. The rumba. Okay. Did I say rumba punk or roomba punk? You said roomba, but I don't know. Sorry. Okay. I'll try it again. I'll get vacuum out of my head and we'll just, it's just the go roomba. for it. No, it's the rumba. It's the rumba. Sorry. I'll say it again. Erica is a writer and singer in a roomba. Nope. I said it again. Yeah. We got to just keep no, no, all no. of this in. No. <laughs> Erica is a writer and singer in a rumba punk band. There you Woo! go. Woo! All right. We'll see if I keep that or not. Anyways. Well, um, we think, I yeah. will obviously be looking up what the fuck that is here yeah, shortly. Yeah. So she's married to William, oh. and they have two daughters together. Okay. Delightful. So it is 2015, and Erica is helping her oldest daughter making Valentine's Day cards for her classmates. Oh, that's cute. adorable. I love that. This is my be- my favorite time. Oh, I know. And you got like so much candy, even though yeah. it was like all garbage candy. Those mm-hmm. like stupid confectionery hearts or yeah. whatever. And it's like, I got 30 of them. It's amazing. Conversation hearts? Conversation hearts. Yes. <laughs> I don't even know what I said. <laughs> Uh, okay. Uh, and just like that, Valentine's Day was over. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> so, uh, they decided to add some glitter to really make it pop, you know? I get it, yes. So, that's nice. I never, like, handmade my Valentine's. I just bought them, like, the box, you know, at the store. Yeah, side. and you just, like, write, you know, me and Michelle, Michelle, yeah. Michelle, and then throw a piece of candy in, and you were good to go. Oh, no, you, I actually wrote, like, I picked it for each individual person. That was my favorite part. Like, this person gets this one, this person gets this one. Well, and did you ever, like, have a boy you liked, and so you had to find, like, the perfect one? Because you didn't want to say yeah. too much. Right. You know, like, I love you, or yeah. some craziness on the card. You know, you had to keep it cool. Right. Anyway, never okay. mind. <laughs> no, you're oh, right. A little look into Michelle's childhood. <laughs> so they all look great. So now it's time to clean up. Okay. Erica takes everything to the trash outside. But Erica is four feet, ten inches. She's a little short. Okay. You know, so she... A little petite gal. Yeah, so she's having struggling to lift the bag open, you know. Yes. A little hard. We have some heavy garbage sometimes. Yeah. Okay, I get it. So she drops it in the can and everything kind of like exploded, like hit, <sighs> hit, and then a cloud of glitter just engulfs her. Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> that is when a piece of glitter gets stuck into her eye. Oh my God. Erica tried to rinse the glitter out with sterile saline and thought she managed to remove it. But the irritation was still persistent. Oh, God. This is making me, like, a little bit nauseous as you're talking. (laughs) It was still hurting uh, all through the night, and she couldn't sleep. So she went to the emergency room the next morning. Doctors used dye to look for any scratches, but they didn't see anything other than redness and swelling. Oh, God. I'm, like, the nausea is building. I'm sorry. (laughs) They gave her eye drops and sent her home. But it was getting worse, and her eye became milky and gray. Oh. And just two days later, she could not even see out of it. Oh, my God. I know. So Never she- use glitter again. <laughs> 
So she went back to the hospital and they found a hole in her cornea. They sent her to an eye institute, which is devoted to eye care, but it's an hour away. But the hole grew from one millimeter to seven millimeters under a week. What? Seven millimeters? That's like almost a quarter of an inch. Yeah. Big. Oh, I can't even imagine. No. That glitter must have just burrowed in. Apparently. Oh, God. So the doctors prescribed an even stronger eye drop uh, after tests that they ran that didn't show anything too troublesome. So they're like, eh, it's still okay, I guess. I'd be like, listen, you sons of bitches. (laughs) It's time to look again. Exactly. My eye is milky and gray, and there's a giant hole in it, and I also can't see. Oh, my God. This is like my worst nightmare come true. Eventually, she was on at least 12 different medications. Some needed to be administered an hour. Oh, administered every hour. Oh, my gosh. I know. These drops were very painful and were causing secondary issues, such as chemical burns and streaks over her left side of the face. And what the is, fuck is going on with poor Erica? In addition to melting her hair. What? I know. And they're putting it on her eyeball? Yeah. Oh, God. Isn't that terrible? Yes. So they do a biopsy, but it is inconclusive. So they don't know. I'd be like... You sons of bitches! There's a fucking piece of glitter in there that you need to find. Right. So they decided... Inconclusive. I'm sorry. That's infuriating. So they decided to do a cornea transplant. Oh, God. So once surgeons got into her eye, they found that it was completely filled with pus. Yeah, kind of no shit. Right. They cleaned it out as best as they could, but it the transplant failed. With the iris of the eye leaking out in between the stitches from the pressure of the pus. Oh, this is so bad. I'm I don't so even sorry. know what to say. There's no words. There's I'm no not words. eating pizza ever again. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Oh my gosh. Um, this is like just a worst case scenario. Yeah, like, absolutely. Never would I think that glitter would be Cause... so problematic, mm-hmm. but oh just my you gosh. wait. Oh god. Well, okay. Well, one week later, they tried another transplant. Oh my god, where are they getting all these corneas from? <laughs> but the second one failed again. Uh, Probably because that glitter's still fucking in there. But now, by this point, her eye is starting to grow internal t- tumors and <gasps> dimple. So what? I, oh my god, her poor eye is just through the ringer. I uh, can't imagine how much pain. She no, would be absolutely. In this whole time. It's so painful just getting like a tiny a little scratch. Bit yeah. yeah. I had my I scratched my cornea and no. It's yeah. just awful. Well, my understanding is it's like blinking with glass in your eye. Yeah. Kind of what it feels like. Absolutely. Oh god. It's terrible. Well, doctors worried about her kidney and liver function and also afraid she succumbed to sepsis. Holy shit. <laughs> Or that her eye would rupture, which could cause an infection to enter into her bloodstream. So, like, because of all the pus, probably, yeah. it's just, like, too much pressure? I don't know. Oh. I guess, I guess... We can assume in our and... non-doctory kind yeah. of way. It just sounds bad. Yeah. Uh, Agreed. Erica states, the surgeons and I decided that since I had no function left in my eye at all, it was 
They're just going to pluck it like they pull a tooth out? Is that what's happening? It was consistently painful and now could realistically lead to sepsis and death and that just need and it just needed to go so they did remove her eye only <sighs> one month and two days after the glitter entered into her eye oh my god oh my god <laughs> yeah terrible so it's now august so february to august now august oh, wow. 2015 she had a prosthetic eye implanted to give her a sense of normality uh, but she could no longer perceive depth but oh, since she yeah. had one healthy eye, she didn't qualify as visually impaired and struggled with medical bills with her insurance that refused to oh, help pay. Oh, my God. Now I'm enraged. <laughs> I'm grossed out and now enraged. Are her, you fucking kidding me? No, you lost well, your eye. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Her husband had to take two months off to help her through the ordeal and the recovery process. Yeah, I can only imagine oh my god i know they even had to take out loans to help with the bills the 12 different medications she was on one of them alone cost a thousand dollars i'm very upset by this whole situation right like it went from terrible and awful to just even worse but despite the hardship and financial issues erica was grateful for this experience I'm like, why? Well, it did bring some good. It brought their family closer together. Aww. It caused Erica to reevaluate her priorities. Mm, I it, would imagine so. You right. kind of figure out what matters to you mm-hmm. in times like these. It also allowed her to develop a newfound love and respect for herself mm. and, and her flaws. Spending more time focused on people and her passions rather than whether or not she's too short or too fat to do the things that oh. she loves. Erica, we love you. Oh, I know, right? I, you know, I think I've talked about this before, but I don't care. I'm going to talk about it again. Yeah. The fact that just the human spirit is Mm -hmm. so resilient that you can go through such a horrific Mm -hmm. experience. I mean, and you're rolling around with a prosthetic eye Mm -hmm. and your insurance didn't pay for shit and you come away with a positive outlook. Right. That's incredible. It is incredible. I hope that I'm that type of person. I I also hope I am that type. I think you are. I (laughs) think you you are. I've known you for long enough that I can say with a lot of conviction that you are, you're just a kick-ass person, Caitlin. Oh, thank you. So are you, Michelle. Uh, Oh my gosh, look at us. uh, We're going to be crying here. (laughs) Maybe the strawberry Bellinis are not a good choice. (laughs) It's love day. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) But no, it's good. I mean... Life is too short to focus on what other people think of you yeah. and not to do the stuff that you love. So, yes. good job, Erica. So, Erica knows that this was a freak accident and she doesn't want people to never use glitter again. I would be like, but- never, ever <laughs> use glitter. But she does have, uh, but she does hope that people learn from this and use appropriate eye protection when working with small particles. I would never even, I mean, like, who would ever think something like this would happen? Well, no, absolutely. I mean, I like glitter. Uh, I have the best glitter story. Can I oh, share it really please quick? Please do. So, when my nephew Alex, he must have been like maybe four uh-huh. or something like that, he comes rolling out of the bathroom and we're like, Alex, were you in the glitter? <laughs> He's like, no. And his entire face was covered in this like silver glitter. Oh my god. Like everywhere, just completely covered. And we go into the bathroom and the entire covered. bathroom is just covered. It uh. was like the eye 
eyeshadow glitter, so it was oh, super fine. Right. But it was all wet. So <sighs> he clearly had tried to clean up his mess. Right. As well as get it all over him. But his whole like No, no I don't how can you talking about it? He's like a you know, Shines. fucking disco ball like <laughs> looking around. It was so cute. Oh that's pretty cute. No. Glitter is hard to get out. It is hard Especially to get out. Especially now in the eye, apparently. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's that's terrifying. Isn't to that me. crazy? She I've lost never her heard. motherfucking eye. Yeah, <laughs> to glitter. Like it's just, I don't know. It's... I will be more cautious. That yes, is for sure. Yes, me too. Absolutely. I wonder what kind of glitter it was. I want. It's name probably it. just the school craft glitter. That right. You know, like well, probably like the big flaky ones. Yeah. Right. But you would think maybe she could see it in her. I don't know, because I can't see shit when something's in my eye. You That's can't... true. I always have to have someone come and yeah. help me. Mm-hmm. And my understanding, this could be completely total bullshit yeah. that I came up with. Sure. But I think your eye sort of heals and sort of grows over stuff pretty I think, quickly. I think the eye heals pretty quickly. And I think the tongue and the eye yeah. heal pretty quickly, I Well, believe. and you can, um, and painkillers don't hit it at all. Like, oh. I do remember we had a friend who had lots of eye problems and she had to get drops because it was the only thing that would help numb her eyes. You couldn't oh. use, you can't just take Advil and right. have it help your eyeballs. Right. It doesn't do anything. Interesting. So it's like its own special kind of pain, I guess. Is, Interesting. So. Huh. Oh, poor thing. God. Terrible. Ugh. I don't even want to tell my story now. <laughs> God, no one's going to be like, we're Please done with do. Valentine's Day forever. I know. I don't want to drink or eat after that one. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no one's getting a Valentine's for me. Yeah. Certainly not with glitter. That's for fucking sure. That's, yeah. But good All job, right. Erica. I'm glad you had a very positive outlook. Yes. Life. No, that's, again. And actually, that's kind of the chick in my story. She has an incredible outlook. Oh. And it's, you know, she went through this pretty traumatizing situation and mm-hmm. came out feeling even more connected Love to it. people. So we're going to, shall we just jump right in? Please do. All right, all right. So this story is about Sue Nixon. Okay. And we're going to Valentine's Day 2007. Wow. So Sue uh, was just going about her normal morning routine Mm -hmm. and heading out. She was going to go stop and get coffee before she headed off to work. And what she's realizing is that three different people all made decisions on that day that led to her surviving. Oh. And... If any one of those people had gone about their normal daily routines, she probably wouldn't be here really? to tell the story. Okay. So this is really about a story about interconnectedness. Aww. And, and actually, I will say um, my brother was in a pretty horrific mm-hmm. accident where he broke his skull numerous times. Ugh. And it was sort of a similar situation where all these sort of odd things all culminated to his miraculous ability to get to the hospital and get the help he needed and he had a break in such a way that his brain didn't swell it just oozed out his ear instead you know and it's like all these things that you wouldn't think would sort of help him out ended up being a huge part of his recovery and saving him ultimately wow so that's kind of what happened 
happened with Sue here. Okay. So what she says is that three minutes before her heart stopped. Whoa. Three people made choices that saved her life. Okay. So we'll just kind of jump in. Yeah. So there was a postman. Uh, I like to think it was Hot Steve, our postman, <laughs> but who could say? So funny. He's <laughs> like, you're done. Poor Hot Steve. That's all we talk about. Anyway, okay. Away from Hot Steve, I'm getting all like Flustered. flushed. <laughs> So a postman was uh, selecting his route. A nurse took an unexpected day off and was actually heading to Starbucks. And her business partner called right before she left her house. Mm. And so all these things kind of came together to save her life. So instead of letting that call go to voicemail, mm-hmm. as she normally would, as I probably normally would, but <laughs> Caitlin, and, no, just kidding. I'd take your call. Because um, it's not normal. Yeah, no, it's not. It's like someone calls me and it's just ignore, ignore, right. ignore. My brother gets so mad at me. But something compelled her to call or to answer the call. Mm. And so instead of being on the highway going 60 miles an hour, she ended up sort of taking some side roads. Okay. So she was actually on one of these side streets when she went into cardiac arrest. (gasps) And so she, you know, she's feeling like her heart's going to explode. And then right at that time when she sort of pulled over and was like, what the fuck is going on with me? The postman and the nurse appeared. Oh, so just like right outside that Starbucks and they were able to actually perform CPR on her because she had passed out at that point. So they performed CPR on her for eight minutes. So like she, what, passes out in her car. They see her unresponsive. And then immediately jump to start to help her. Okay. So they probably saw her like, you know, driving funky or something and. She was able to get to the side of the road, but then, you know, kind of blacked out at right. that point. So because the postman and the nurse were there, she ended up not dying wow. that day. Oh, my gosh. This is what she considers her introduction to interconnectedness. Okay. And how profound our instincts and choices affect one another. And how fragile yet robust our lives are, which I'm like, it's <laughs> so true. <laughs> yeah. My God. As a little girl, her grandma Maddie would ask her to point out one of her wrinkles on her face. Like, mm. you know, look at what I've got. And so she'd be like, Grandma, that wrinkle. And she's like, oh, I earned that wrinkle. And then would tell her the story that went along with whatever wrinkle. You know, I'm sure it was sort of oh, a made-up story. Right, but cute. What it did was sort of have her appreciate your experiences and kind of all your life lessons and things and so it took her sort of dying to realize what an impact her grandma had had on her yeah oh and it really equipped her to savor the story of what happened to her so let's get on to more of what happened to her yeah so after the cpr from the nurse and the postman, they were able to get her over to the hospital where she was still unresponsive. Right. And they were able to uh, get some defibrillator pads mm-hmm. on her and then, you know, shocked her awake. Right. And it actually took three times Whoa. for her to get shocked before her heart responded. Oh and my then, gosh. yeah, I know. And then they rushed her off to the heart, uh, hospital. So I probably got that a little bit wrong, but bear with me. Sorry. So they were, uh, the doctor came in and they, you know, like, we got to talk about your options and things. And they want to put, they want to implant a defibrillator into her heart. And she's like, "Eh, really? Like, Mm. 
what are my other options? What else can we explore? And the doctor was like, well, dying. You can do that <laughs> if you want. We don't recommend it. Right, and yeah. So she was like, okay. Right. <laughs> it's kind of my only Mr. choice. Dad. Yeah. So it actually only took the device going off another time for her to really appreciate kind of what the doctors had done for her. Mm. At this point in her life, the device has gone off a second time and now a third time. And it happens sort of when she's least expecting it. So when it starts to like, when she starts to have an arrest, as she uh-huh. called it, a cardiac arrest, she begins to lose consciousness and then uh-huh. her mind slows way down. Oh. And she knows that her heart is not like beating normally and in seconds she's going to be passed out okay so something's going on and then in a few more seconds the device sends a shock through her heart and kind of wakes her backs up and Uh like gets everything going again how crazy is that i know could you like like oh my heart's gonna stop here in a second hopefully uh, i wake up i'm I'm awake yeah Yeah. now i'm ready to go just had a you know jump start my gosh it actually, the last time it happened to her was during a business meeting. <gasps> and in those seconds, like her agenda for the meeting were like completely gone. And it was displaced by like the most intense vulnerability. Because, oh. you know, you're in front of your colleagues. You're right. probably giving some kind of presentation. And next thing you know, you're having a heart attack in front right. of everybody. You know, she was concerned she was going to be falling and being on the floor while she gets like jolted awake out right. of being, you know, having this poor heart attack. And then her thoughts are like, what if it doesn't work this time? Oh, what if no. this is it? I'm going to die in front of everybody. Poor thing. I can't even imagine. No. And so this last time when she's in this meeting, she felt time slow again Uh-oh. as she has in the in previous attacks mm-hmm. and what she said is she was sort of gently swept into a deeper place and she's kind of heard in her mind you know or it was maybe herself talking to herself mm. or i like to think maybe a little higher self was right. talking to her and it said sue these are kind and generous souls vulnerability is what we all have in common it doesn't make us weak. It draws us to each other. Oh. And so I know. I was like, God damn it. And so her heart was able to sort of jumpstart and get back on its own. And she just felt like that whole, that, you know, the whole situation that happened to her just made her closer with all mm-hmm. the people around her. Mm-hmm. Not, they're all not isolating you know it didn't like she's got this malady and you know boo fuck her no none of that Mm -hmm. it was everyone was caring and wanted to help her as much as possible instead of you know just i guess someone call 911 right Right. i don't know so what she found is that when she slows down in life she notices more things going on in her life she pays attention and then she hears and when she hears she listens and when she listens she learns and Mm. as she learns she has even more to give to the world like she just has found this sort of i don't know profound depth to mm-hmm. that all started with this cardiac arrest situation right. <laughs> and that even when you're feeling like you're alone and you might be alone in the moment 
that there are people there and mm. people want to help you. And, you know, I don't know. I just found this to be incredibly inspiring. Oh, yeah, and, absolutely. And Ooh. she learned to listen to her gut. Oh. <laughs> what is it? Listen to your gut? That bitch knows? Or I'm saying that wrong. Yeah. What is it? It's like, oh, man. I have it written down on the book out there. It's, a, it's in here. Ooh, I got to yes. the vodka. Oh, there you go. It says, your gut knows what's up. Trust that bitch. That's, that's correct. What, that's what we got. So Sue learned that quite nice. a bit. Yes. And she learned that, like, when she's angry, she needs to look around and see what she's afraid of. Hmm. And when she's afraid, she needs to learn to trust. And when she's anxious, she needs to pause and breathe deeply and remind herself that we're not all in control and that it's a good thing. You know, just sort of let the universe take the wheel, I guess, a little bit in your life. And she learned that life is not about what we're meant to do. It's about who we're meant to be. Wow. I know. I'm like, oh, fuck you, Sue. You're amazing. (laughs) That's very profound. I know. It is. Like, I got goosebumps, like, all again, as soon as I said that. Oh, okay. So she had believed for so long that vulnerability was weak, it was mm. dangerous, and but now she's, of course, found herself more vulnerable than she ever, ever thought she would be. And that his, this experience has shown a completely different side of humanity to wow. her. So it took dying for Sue to see the interconnectedness between us all. It took three minutes of her essentially being dead and three strangers coming together to realize the undeniable impact that we have on one another's lives. It takes practice, deliberate choice, closing her eyes to be still, and tangible reminders to return to her what is true. I guess of that. Wow. I still, I like want to go back to that. It's not what we're here to do. It's who we're here to be. Yeah. That's awesome. My God. So when the voice comes inside of her that she's, you know, she's not sufficient. She's got fears. She's got all of her anxieties. She just says, stop. And she recalls her story. She recalls her acute vulnerability, as she puts it. And the warm amber glow of light that encompassed her and healed her when she was in her coma. So Sue has seen the tapestry of interconnection at work and believes in its potency. And the more she pays attention, the more she sees the web of virtual lines that connect us all, showing the possibilities how our lives might touch and how our lives do touch. And she stares at these things and just marvels. And as she does, she gets a swell of gratitude and a twinkle of possibility to eclipse her fear. My God. I know. Are you fucking kidding me, Sue? Like a little spiritual lesson for all of us. I know. But I just, I kind of connected with the story, as I said, when... These choices of other people that, you know, they did not go about their day-to-day lives in some small way, mm-hmm. and they were there to be there for her. Mm. You know, if they had, if the postman had gone on a different route or the nurse had gone to work like she was supposed to, you know, she might have been not, not had any help. Right. But, you know, because they made these small choices, it's I almost feel like people are drawn to situations. And, you know, it's mm. like, I'm going to be here to help this woman I who's see. desperately going to need help. And so they just sort of let their lives sort of... Take them there. Yeah, take them there. Well put. Interesting. But, yeah? okay. you know, like I said with my brother, there was all these small little things that... If anyone hadn't been there, he probably would have died. Wow. And, 
you know, because he had this certain fracture in his ear, mm -hmm. he wasn't, it stopped all this other stuff in his brain from going on. If his friend hadn't been friends with the firemen, they wouldn't have gotten a helicopter there to him. And if he, it was just all these like little small things that helped, helped his recovery. And, you know, and he's here today yeah. and quite well. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just, we'll have to have him on at some point. Cause he's yeah. got like 30 of these oh, epic stories. Fucking demon. <laughs> <laughs> My gosh. Ugh. That's intense. It is intense. You know, there wasn't a whole lot of details about her actual like cardiac arrest, but I just felt her story was so cool. No, absolutely. Oh. Well, I mean, they had to put a defibrillator in. I mean, yeah. So it's implanted that's now. That's crazy. And she's had at least three. And this was back in 2007. Wow. Um. So, you know, who knows? Hopefully she's healthy and yeah, wonderfully fulfilled in right. her life. Oh. Wow. Well, and it's, you know, I think we're all scared of being vulnerable. And it turns out that being vulnerable is probably one of our biggest strengths. And that mm -hmm. we're all vulnerable. We right. all have things we don't want to show the world and right. we want to hide. And, you mm -hmm. know, and you just let that out and people connect with you. Right. It's like, I feel like that too. Or, right. you know, I'm also scared of that or whatever. I'm not alone in this situation. That's yeah. true. Yeah, that's very true. So. Dang. <laughs> That was a little maybe more, I don't know, intense than was, I expected awesome. it to be. No, I love that. Thank you, Sue, for sharing your story yeah, and your vulnerabilities. Exactly. It's okay to be vulnerable. It really is. It's it really not is. what you're meant to do. It's who you're meant to be. Uh, oh, I'm going to keep that. Go. That's going to be my next thing on the front of my, my notebook. notebook. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay, well... I hope uh, you got your tissues, guys, for this episode. It's very sweet and touching. Love is flowing, guys. Yeah. Love is flowing. Everyone's meant to be here. Everyone. You, you, you are who you're supposed to be. What is it? Uh, we all... Oh, God. Now I'm not going to be able to remember it. <laughs> we all have our, our line to write. Oh, I got to... Shit. Anyway, <laughs> never mind. It's like we all have our part to play, but it's like... We all have our, our verse to write oh. in the song of us all, you know. It's cute. And you and I love the who are you to think that you're not the one that could save the world. Right. You know, it's like I love that one. You never know. So be you, never you, know. you matter. You're supposed to be here. Yes. And we love you. That's right. All right. You can be vulnerable with us. I know. Oh my god. <laughs> Cry later. No more bellinis. No more bellinis. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, we hope you uh, have a happy, uh, uh, a safe and lovey Valentine's Day. Yeah. Don't go into cardiac. Oh, uh, don't go into cardiac arrest. There's yeah. Don't or, deal with glitter. And... Yeah. Stay away from the fucking glitter. Good God. I feel like it should be banned uh, now on behalf of Erica. It's crazy. <sighs> it is a freak accident for sure. Oh my goodness. But, all right. Well. Uh, <laughs> Enjoy your Valentine's Day. Thank you for listening. And we'll see you guys on the next one. Thank you so much. Goodbye. Woo!